I have warned in the past about white allies and performative activists and the whole fact why they are so damaging, why are they so dangerous to the fight of racial inequality and racial oppression. I've said why they have been so destructive and why even now so we should be calling them out and holding them to the fire for what they are doing. They like to play coy. They like to play dumb. Uh, they like to act as if they are doing their part, their fair share. In this fight for racial equality, performative activists and white allies have been doing the least amount of work. I had a white ally, you know, say, Oh, I, I've, I've been to the Black Lives Matter protests. I've been in the front lines. I've, I've been trying that, and and I, I don't get any slack. I don't, like, people still treat me like uh, I'm, I'm a racist white person, and, and I don't know what to do. And this is why I said, that's good. It's, it, you, you looking at it as a bad thing. You should use it as a reminder, as, as, as saying that things are so bad that they can't trust you even when they're watching you do the good stuff. That shows how scared and how damaged and how painful it is. So instead of trying to get some sort of pity and ease, use that pain. Continue to harness that pain. Because black people don't get to take away that pain. We don't get days off. We don't get to, to say, oh, we did our job. We, we fought the good fight. Now we get to take Sunday off. No. Every day, 24-7, when we wake, when we sleep, when we watch TV, when we eat, we got to deal with racism. So why should you get to day off? And why do you get to complain? He had the audacity to say he gave everything. And I said, did you really give everything? Did you really think you gave everything? I ended it there. But I'm going to tell you guys what everything is. Everything is not just giving your life. Everything is giving your ability to sleep, your ability to eat, your ability to go to the bathroom at a reasonable time. Your, your ability to find good job and good housing at, at reasonable rates. Being able to, to have kids and sufficiently raise them and teach them. Having people in your life that aren't completely broken. And having those people, you know, continue to stay in your life healthy, happy. Being able to go to the dentist, being able to go to the library, being able to go to a school that teaches history properly. Sacrifice all that. Lose all that. Have that taken away from you at a moment's notice. Because it's so easy to say, I gave my life. What about? When you go to sleep, when when the fight's done, when when the things are calmed down, when the storm is cool, 
Oh, okay. Is you still fighting a good fight? Because there's black people that are not homeless because they're fighting with everything they got. Everything. You think everything means your life or death? No. Because death is easy. Life is hard. How you going to deal when you're emotionally scarred? How you going to deal when you got nothing in the bank account and your stomach is growling? Oh, just shoot yourself. That's going to solve your hunger, right? Imagine sacrificing not only that, but sacrificing your friends, your close family members, your relationships, your 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 children, your parents. Because what you say. See, when you go and protest, when white people go protest, yeah, they get backlash. Oh, we found this person. We found. We found where they work. Imagine people going to your children. Going to your house, going to your mom's house, and throwing bottles in the house. Mazel tov cocktails, lighting everything up. Your family heirlooms, your dog, your your, your nieces, your nephews, your, your mother, your father. They burning up. Because of something you said. And what you said was right. Imagine not feeling safe and not knowing where to go. Your daughters are tired. Your sons are tired. And you, and you can't, you got nowhere to go. People are always gunning for you. The FBI was tracking Malcolm X. The FBI and the CIA were, were, were tracking Martin Luther King. Trying to get him to kill himself. Ruin his life. That is, that is everything. They firebombed their houses. That is everything. You don't know everything. You don't know what everything is if you just say, I was in the front lines. Have you been in the front lines, back lines? Have you been a bystander that got made to play starting? Imagine being on a football game, going to a football game. It's like, oh, this is a wonderful time. And then somebody throw you a helmet and some shoulder pads and tell you to get in. You start. Like, like at least, you know what? They just they just tell you to get in. Whatever you got on. And they'll penalize you if you hurt somebody. Because of the stuff you got on. You, you, you don't know what everything is. Because you don't know how it feels to just start a fight, to, to be dragged into a fight at any time and not know when it's going to end, not know if you're going to live or die, not know if your children going to live or die, not know if your mom is going to live or die, and you ain't even say a word yet. You know everything. You know what sacrifice is. I say that you don't know how painful it is because being black in today's society is the hardest. And I mean the hardest thing you can do. It's harder than being gay. It's harder than being, uh, you know, religiously repressed. It's harder than, 
I, I won't say trans. Now that that's definitely it's definitely harder than that. But uh, the reason why I'm focusing focusing mainly on those those two is because you can hide being gay. I'm not saying that you should. I'm not saying that it's right to. I'm saying that you can. You can. You could do that in private. Now, outing people, that's difficult. I'm saying, but you can. There's a way to do it and not get out. It's difficult. It's not fair. Again, I would say that. It's not fair. Being religiously repressed. Again, something that is not fair, but you can hide it. And even trans. You can hide it. You can hold off on doing that. You can. You don't necessarily have to do that to live a breathe. Is it for your mental health? Yes. Is is it right to to suppress that? No. By no means, no. But the reason I bring it up is because so many people weaponize, like like I say, it's a competition. I had, I've I've had Jewish people, you know, just try try to to like trauma play. Like the Holocaust and slavery, those aren't the same things. They they are similar. They have they have some similar uh, feels to it, but those are not the same thing. And the outcome was not the same thing because it it ended up being acknowledged as a bad thing. Reparations being paid, and we still talk to it, uh, talk about it to this day. People will address it. People would defend slavery today in Congress, in power, saying, hey, we needed that. It wasn't wrong. We should we should celebrate the slave masters. People who own slaves, we celebrate. And we still have forms of slavery to this day. We ignore clear signs of slavery that happened with people uh, that happened in the 1900 slavery. The prison system is just modern day slavery. We don't even acknowledge people that have definitely hated us, despised us, said racist comments. Imagine somebody, uh, somebody playing tape of whatever president saying, I hate Jews, I hate gays. I hate Irish. And we we hyping them up. We we playing them. We like, yeah, yeah, they were the best president. They were the best president. Like I know that a lot of Republicans might say yes and then oh that that that's unfortunate that he said that. But he still did good policy wise. No, they they put them in the back burner. They don't really talk about those those ones. But Ronald Reagan Ronald Reagan straight up talking about black people doing activities that clearly uh, hurt black people and praise even faced with that evidence praise people ignore, alter his past alter what he said and, and even just like shrugging it off like it wasn't that big of a deal Abraham Lincoln same way Listen, he wasn't this saint. He wasn't this great guy. He was willing to let slaves die, but we don't talk about that. And 
we we treat Abraham Lincoln like he was God sent. Like he freed the slaves. Like I should like him. He was a horrible person. And we just don't get to talk about that. Now, I don't want to, to see, like, again, I, I want to address before I, I continue. I don't want to see homophobic, transphobic, uh, you know, sexist, anything like that. All I'm saying is the truth, though, that a lot, that the reason I bring it up is because a lot of those movements have been hijacked by white people, feminist movement, white women, homosexual movement, uh, the LGBTQ, white people. The only reason those movements have tractions and have faces that, that go far is because white people have been the face of them. Being gay and, and, and black, any gay black person will say, which is hard, being black. But any white gay person will say, which is hard, being black or being gay, and it would be gay. It's like, how do you know? Well, I'm gay. It's like, but you, but are you black? Well, no, but I, I've been called this. I've been called a black gay person will be there. Yeah, I've been called that, and it, it hurt. It hurt. But it definitely hurt more being called uh, a nigger. It definitely hurt more being called a racial slurs than being black. And those white gays will, will argue, fight tooth and nail. If they don't, if they don't feel that they won, or say that they won, they'll say that they tied or reached the middle ground. Like what? Just saying a stalemate. You lost. You just, just because you don't believe that you lost, just because you refuse to acknowledge the truth, it doesn't mean you won. The reason I bring topic to it, bring light to that, is because they've made it like walking on eggshells, saying something negative, saying the negative aspects, and try to weaponize that against you. I will stand with my homosexual brothers. I will stand with my homosexual sisters. If that is your sexuality, that is fine. I, myself, am straight. I myself am straight, but no one's sexuality, it doesn't matter. That That's not the key. You should be able to live. You should be able to eat, breathe. You should be able to get fresh water. That is your basic human rights. Nobody in this world should be denied basic human rights. I don't care if you're transsexual. You deserve to have food, water, a decent job, a way to provide for yourself. Shelter that is not disgusting, sustainable, and safe shelter. But the problem is, when you point out the the criticisms in those movements, I don't point out the I don't point out the the criticism of the people in the movement. I'm, I criticize the face of those movements. I I guess I do criticize people because a certain type of people because you notice that the agenda who they are trying to aid. When they talk about LGBTQ, they do make laws, but it ends up helping either everyone as a byproduct, but mainly white men.
white women. Feminists will, will literally be counterproductive. White feminists will, will go out in droves and vote for uh, what was what was that Democratic senator from, from uh, Arizona? She is a perfect example of feminist white feminism, where she, you know, people are like, oh, you know, she's she's down to earth, she's quirky, she she has, uh, she's like that girl that wears Vans to prom instead of wearing heels. I I remember, I remember her because you know, you know she she voted against. You know, helping the poor, helping uh, raising the minimum wage, and she did it with such you know, like like quirkiness, right? And I re- I remember telling, uh, you know, telling myself, she is white before she is anything else. She is white before she is anything else. So whatever doesn't benefit. Her being white, she will deny. She ain't Republican, moderate. She ain't Democrat. She is white. When you look at it, and she, like, like her reasons didn't make sense. Anything didn't make sense. Why? Because it didn't benefit her. Her whiteness. It didn't benefit her her money. She didn't care about us. She didn't care. This ain't about like someone would be like, oh no, it's a rich versus poor thing. No. It's a white versus black thing and a rich versus poor thing. Because you know the majority of the poor is gonna be color. If you look at people of color, they're in the poor category. And you see the richer you get. The wider it gets, those things aren't just perpendicular. Those things are parallel. Two linear lines going the same way. Two vertical, two slanted, two. Uh, you, you could call them horizontal, but they they are parallel. Racism, poverty. They. It's sexism, they, they all go hand in hand. When I say that don't forget that I I don't trust white people, white allies, white whatever. Because I, I you gotta remember, you white first. And if you ain't out here dying, if you ain't out here sacrificing everything, if if the cause needs it, and you ain't out here trying to provide it all that first time, if I gotta keep coaxing you to do more, I'm not saying every day be a hundred. Some things don't need a hundred. Some things don't need your life. It don't. But it's like if you were working out right, and you guys put a twenty-five, right, twenty-five on on the, the bench press, right. And it's and the person on the bench is like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, I, I only could do ten reps. And you say, Well, if you do forty-five or do ten reps, um, you'll get 
I'll make you on a plaque. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a leadership position. And then you see them do that, and you're like, so I have to incentivize you to do more reps when you you could have done those reps without the incentive, incentivizing. Like it wasn't like you, you uh, I can't do any more reps. Well, I'll incentivize you for doing it. You know what? I said I couldn't do any more reps. I'll try, but I don't think I can do it. And I didn't see you struggling. Like, if, if I see you fully do it. If I do, see you do it with ease, then I know you're not doing all you could have before. It only takes for your own personal gain for you to actually try to accomplish something. And I won't forget that. I don't want you to forget that not every ally, not every white ally is an ally. And it's not just white people. It's not just white people. People hear white and then they just think, no, I'm talking about that that pale skin, that lighter skin. Even in the black community, we do that so many times, like Hispanic. The Hispanic community needs to address this. Who is giving you the N-word pass? Who's doing this? It was not I. And you're like, oh, it's the black people I hang out with. The black people you hang Who was saying the N-word? Because I, I hear more Hispanic people saying the N-word than I. Ah, yeah, I say it. I do. I'm not going to deny it. But I don't say it after every word. I don't say it to everyone. I don't, I'll be like, hey, what's good, my nigga? How you doing, my nigga? You, you piecing, my nigga? You know, come on, chill, my nigga. It's like, that is how you, the Hispanic community has sounded. Certain people in the Hispanic community have, has sounded like that. And I, how I, I would use it, hey, what's good, my nigga? Uh, how you doing today, you know? Oh, you, you've been you're chilling? Yeah, that's cool. That's it. I might say it once to initiate a conversation, I might say to someone I trust and I care about. Yeah. But the fact that it, it seems like, no, it, it is. You are, are taking advantage of, of the fact that you are not white. You are not the direct or, or the initiators of our oppression to your advantage. You are still part of the problem. Just because you weren't directly the start of it doesn't mean you can't tag along and start beating me too. You you are a different problem because you like to flip-flop. You like to choose sides when it's convenient. When the, like, black people, when, when someone murders a black person, cop, uh, random civilian, Black people tend not to to try to generalize because we know how it feels. We know how it hurts. I'm not saying that we there are people in the community who doesn't, but it's it's widely accepted that we don't do that. We try not to. We don't gun after every Hispanic person. We don't gun after every Asian person. We don't gun at every white person. You know what happened when a white person, uh, when a white cop kills a black person? We go after the cops. 
we we still we like it's not every white person not every white person has done this now we might say white people can get away with it we might speak about the the implications the racism the racism the fact that white people feel like they can get away with that and get less years yeah we will say something but we don't go out here guns cocked ready to just kill every white person in the street The same with the Hispanics, the same with Asian, the same with the Middle Eastern person, the same with the Iranian person. We do not generalize for the most part. But I, what happens, and this is what I feel, because I can't say how, how it's perceived by other people, but let me tell you my perception. When, whenever uh, a black person kills a Hispanic or an Asian person, and it's we get generalized so fast. Like, what, when is Black Lives Matter for this? Where is Black Lives Matter for that? What happened to, to all, all all of us? What happened to us? You know, like, black people are racist to Hispanics. Black people are racist to Asian black people. It's like, dang. I say, you know what? Let me stand with my, my Asian brother. Let me stand with my uh, Hispanic brother. Let me learn your history. Let me learn things that happened to you. Let me aid you. But I cannot stand up and talk for you. But I will be there to aid you. In, in, in more recent days, I've, I've seen more people call those people out. I've seen it. But it does happen a lot. It happens a lot. And uh, the thing is, it takes extreme measures for those people to get called out, though. It takes, you know really extreme, like, oh, they're, they're being blatant racist. What about the microaggressions? Because I don't hear the videos, I, I do see occasionally some videos calling out the Hispanics trying to say the N-word, and, and, you know, like, hey, you know what, stop saying it. No, like, we, we need more of that energy. Holding the small things as well as the big things. Because I, I'm tired of, of every time something happens, black people have to apologize as a mass group. Like every time I see on the news, is there a mass shooting? It's like, please, whatever it is, don't be black. Don't be black. Please don't be black. I'm pretty sure every race except for white people think of that. But it's so much more prevalent for black people because. Every time, it's like, now it's like, oh, look at this shooter. We can have 16 white school shooters back to back to back to back to back. A black person shoots up a place, and now it's like, look, he, they, black people got shooters too. And we're like, look, it's not about the race. We need gun reform. Get gets immediately tossed aside. The only time there's gun reform is when black people massively collect guns. Massively get guns. The fact that Chicago has an FOID card, a second layer just to get guns, to get registered guns. The fact that I need a car to get ammo and guns is a... It's, it takes away my Second Amendment. It's, a, it's chaining up my Second Amendment, making another law for me that is my constitutional right when I am a legal adult to get a firearm. I can't call the office. They don't reply with my emails. 
And, and no one seems to have a problem with that. See, things that, if, if white people had a problem with that, would, would be dealt with a little, with a little more expedience. But black people dealing with that. The majority of black people, Chicago, has such a bad rap. It's like, oh, they're killing people in the streets. They're killing people in the streets. Oh, there's so much gang violence and so much drugs. First of all, most of the people have never been to Chicago. So you're speaking about it like you you know what Chicago is like. You you know what goes on. What's the taxes like? What's the the education system like? What's the um, police system like? Because you it's easier said when you're you know eighty three thousand miles away when you live in Iowa. I'll tell you. I don't, I don't care for anyone who doesn't live there. If the police are corrupt, the school systems suck, they don't protect the kids, they, they profit off of poverty, there are no elected officials are really doing any aid. They're keeping the status quo and the status quo is already below and down under the bar, where the bar should be. So, when I say white people need to sacrifice, I mean they need to take everything in and act accordingly. Act like their lives, their rights, their children. It it doesn't matter. Everything can be taken away from them. Everything. There was a, uh, arm, a Navy lieutenant who uh, turned LAPD. His name was Christopher Donner. Or Donor. Um, and Mr. Donor uh, went on what, what they like to call it, my page. I call it, I call it vengeance, I call it justification, justified killings, and had a hit list, had a manifesto, killed uh, a couple of people, uh, I believe a high-ranking police officer's daughter. Um, now, I'm not praising death, I'm not praising, yes, go kill everyone, go kill anyone you don't agree with, no. I'm saying he tried to do all the correct courses, right? They take him to court. That 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 court case was a joke. That 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 whole thing was a joke. They they literally just put dirt on his name for doing the right thing. Blacklisted him. Called him anything under the sun. But doing the right thing. It's calling him hot headed, not able to uh, listen to authority. Played football, went to the Navy Academy, became a Navy officer, then joined the police academy. And you're telling me uh, all that time. He chose now to not listen to authority for no reason. He couldn't 
listen to authority. That's that's when he wasn't listening to authority. He was, he was just wild and hot-headed. We want to try to ignore that. They tried to push him through the mud. The fact that media like to like to, to make him sound like he was a sinister, evil mastermind. He, he was born evil. He killed these cops unjustly. It's one thing to to say, you know, condemn his actions here. Yeah. But they made it like he had done everything wrong and they had no sins. They tried to absolve themselves of any sin. And I noticed that they don't talk about him anymore. They don't bring him up. Like WWE with uh, Chris Benoit. Because uh, that is one of those things. Like they, they like to bring up like certain people. Like Trayvon Martin. Like uh, George Floyd, like certain cases, they like to bring it up. They they still talk about OJ. Why don't they talk about that case? Why don't they talk about uh, Christopher Donner, donor, Christopher Donner, donor, whatever? No. Why don't they talk about that man? Talk about the mistakes that the LAPD did. The things that they intentionally did, uh, the fact that that his partner was never, you know, condemned or openly, you know, nothing was talked about. You know, we just brushed that under the rug. I'm saying that these things will continue to happen more and more often. People like that will be created because of that. I'm not condoning that. I'm not. Uh, wanting that. I'm saying it will happen because uh, of the cases that you're putting. You are putting people, uh, forcing them to to decide A, either take your own life or take someone else's life, but either way, we're going to kill you. You're saying do nothing, lay on your back and die and expect people to just do so. Every time I hear so why did he got to do this? Why you got to do this? I hear, uh, why didn't he just die? Why didn't he just die? You know, they ruined his life, and why did, why did, you know, he have to take revenge? Why did he have to find justice another way? Because the court system decided that they didn't want to have justice. I'm not saying bring justice to your own hands, but if you, you're clearly in a, in a place where they will bring you no justice, why sit there and even play their game? And and anyone who is not angry, why you you're saying okay that is fine. They they dragged his name through the mud, hid so much evidence, hid so much stuff, played coy, like the. The LAPD bashed him. The LAPD. If that doesn't say there's something wrong with the police system, what police system that's supposed to be unbiased, uh, just, fair, giving the benefit of the doubt to everyone, innocent until proven guilty, what, what type of place bashes people openly in such a manner? Condemning, 
everything. They're not even condemning bad actions, but they just condemn. And it make you go crazy while working. They enforce a, a, a policy. Like as soon as as it didn't work for him, uh, as it is uh, after the court case, you know, proving that, saying that he he had lied. They they didn't try to do anything to to aid the situation to, you know, separate him, move him. They they called him a liar. They they said that I don't, I definitely don't believe that man is lying. That man is definitely not lying. I say, this this will happen. This will continue to happen. And when I say to to white allies, to to performative activists, that that is that is what you need to do. That is that is at least you. Uh, okay, let me rephrase. I don't want you to do that. Don't get the wrong idea. I don't want you to go out and be violent. I will never condone violence. But you need to be willing to get to that level. You need to be as mad or as crazy or as, as depressed or as fearful as that. That is the only way that we can ever feel peace. It's not saying you are, what white people ask is why can't we all get along? Not knowing fear or pain or suffering like that. You need to understand the pain, the struggle, the emotional baggage that comes from us. Instead of, hey, come down here. How how about you guys come up to us? How about you work the way up? White people, you need to stop trying to say, why don't you meet us halfway? You pushed us all the way up here. You forced us all the way up here. Now you got to come. You got to come. You clock. Because we have been doing all the work. There's never been a time where black people have, have sat down and done nothing. Everything has been taken from us. Everything that, that we, we create is, is taken and even get shamed for, weaponized against us. Our own inventions. White people, you need to be scared like that. You need to be angry like that. You gotta be so sick of it that you are willing to go through any measure to stop it. Any necessary measure. Because there, there's nothing. We, we gain very little. But everything that we've gained has been through black people's actions only. Black people have to create something so you can then be a part of it. And we got to create it, run it, uh, man it. We got to put all the bodies to it. And then you want to be a part of it. It's not, hey, look, you know what? Black people, if if you make a movement, we'll help you. We'll we'll, we'll try to, to give you whatever you need, any support. We'll be in the back. If you need us, we are on standby. We can give you help. 
No questions asked because we know that whatever you're asking for is not a lot. It's not even what you deserve. You just want basic human rights. You want affordable housing. You're right. You should get that. We will be. No. We don't even get that. We have to do so much, have traction on everything. Then we get a backing. Then we get something. And even still, those movements are, are jacked by other movements, pushed on the back burner, like performanced over. Uh, like, it, it, blatant 